Mission Chats. Welcome to Mission Chats. And if you heard the first episode, uh, you know that this is a part two of an interview I did with my dad, Ian Crow, who was a career missionary in West Africa. And in the second part, I've invited him to share one or two God stories uh, where he really saw God at work uh, through his ministry and the mission he was involved in, as well as a few words of wisdom for anyone who might be listening who's considering missions, uh, and even for all of us who are, are supporting missions as we can in different ways. There may be a nugget or two to take with us. So without further ado, here we go for part two of my interview with my dad. Thinking back over, you know, 25 to 30 years of, of ministry service on the field, uh, I'm, I know there's 101 wonderful stories of, of God at work, but I you know, kind of prepped you here to, <laughs> to share one or two that, that really stood out uh, as you kind of reflected on that. So which one are you going to tell us? Okay, well, I'm, I'm not an evangelist uh, per se. I, I did my bit as um, a village preacher and pastoring in a, an African church. But there is one encouraging story. Um, Abraham, the old leper man, he had a son who was working off in another town as a carpenter. And I challenged him to think about coming back to Tuba and taking responsibility for his father. And I said, well, I'll help you set up your carpentry business. And um, he did that. And uh, then he started taking on an apprentice or two, as they do. Uh, and Peter came along as an apprentice, just a, a school boy, just out of school, primary school, I guess. And uh, being an apprentice means you worked hard, you had a roof over your head and you were provided with meals, but there wasn't much pocket money. So he became our dishwasher. He would come in each evening and wash the dishes for us. He'd come to church with his boss, who was a Christian and the old man as well. And he indicated that he wanted to follow Jesus. Um, there was a little bit of disquiet, I guess. His family wasn't very happy with that. But anyway, he wanted to be baptized. We actually built a baptistry out the front of the church so we could do that. There were two people baptized on the day. Um, anyway, back to the hospitality thing. We had some tourists who had driven across the desert in an old Volkswagen combi. They were a Spanish couple. And in talking with them, we, dis we discovered that they used to do a program Spanish dancing and music and slideshow and as you did in the day. So we said, oh, that'd be nice to see. So they offered to do a private showing for us. She said, I won't get all the costumes out. That's a, that's a big job. So we were all excited about uh, having a, something different in our little bush mission station. Anyway, things were getting ready to go. And all of a sudden I heard this thud out in the kitchen just the next room, and went out. And Peter, who was washing the dishes, had fallen back on, on, on his back, hit his head. I think there was a bit of blood around, and um, so I rushed him down to the hospital, which was probably a kilometre away. And I actually missed the concert. I was very upset about that. And then in talking to my missionary colleagues, I said, well, the way he fell, that kind of indicates to us that there was some demon activity going on and um, 
we thought about that. And then um, a little bit later on, Peter wanted to go back to his home village and share with his family that he'd become a Christian. And then um, he arrived in the afternoon, was given a room to stay the night. And then his mother came to him about midnight and said, you better get out of here quick. Your father's planning to poison you. So having heard that story as well, we thought, oh, yes, they were probably putting a curse on him the night that he fell backwards uh, on our kitchen floor. Um, anyway, he wasn't um, put off by all that. He continued to make plans and he wanted to go to Bible school. So we helped him through the application progress process and helped him to get his things together and he was all ready to go. And on this particular day, he went to say goodbye to family who lived in the town with us, with him. And they were very upset. The, the older brother, or cousin, whatever relation it was, he stole his baggage, said, you can't go. But that didn't uh, discourage him either. He went uh, with the clothes on his back and a few pennies in his pocket. And he did two years of training to become a pastor graduated, took up a, a post, eventually came back and was the pastor at Tuba. And um, we left Tuba to go to Abidjan, so um, we didn't have the close contact with him anymore. But after a number of years of pastoring, he resigned that job and he joined an um, African mission group and became what we would call the secretary and responsible for a number of other younger uh, Africans doing cross-cultural work within um, within Ivory Coast. So I guess I had a little part in that. So I really feel that that's that's my best story, if you like. No, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's great, Dad. Thank you. Enjoyed enjoyed that one. Then, kind of as our last uh, little section here in this uh, episode, as it were. Um, yeah, I wanted to know what you, what advice you'd give uh, maybe to a young person considering mission service, um, just, yeah, anything you want to pass on <laughs> to the next generation who might be listening to this and be like, man, I'd love to be involved in, in something like that. Well, I'm sitting down, so you can't see that I'm really quite fat, but um, my advice would be to become fat as a missionary, and that stands for flexible, adaptable, and teachable. Uh, I guess flexibility, um, I, I learned that early in, in the piece. My call was really to do Bible translation, but I never actually did any apart from uh, a little story or something from French to local language um, that I wasn't totally proficient in anyway. Um, but God used that as kind of a carrot to keep me moving forward. And I'm still interested in language, I guess. Uh, that's why I did English conversation. I was always appreciative of a family in Switzerland that opened their home to me uh, just to give me um, friendship, fellowship, and an opportunity to live in a French-speaking environment. So, yeah, flexibility. I also knew some missionary couples who would told about a project and given a job description and when they got there that it wasn't really what they were expecting. And so instead of looking at the op opportunity and seeing what they could do with it, they turned around and went home. 
And I thought that was very sad because there were probably many years of preparation um, and it didn't come to anything. Adaptable, I guess I've been to the most humble of homes and uh, where they even had to borrow a spoon to enable me to eat the meal without using my fingers as they do. Um, and I've received, I received the Australian ambassador uh, to Switzerland, who was also responsible for Ivory Coast in my humble home. Um, I've been into the offices of CEOs and directors in well-appointed offices on the top floors of skyscrapers. So I guess I've had to learn to adapt to what's there and what's happening. Teachable, I'm not sure that I'm actually a good example of that. But uh, what I have noticed that I've, I've grown into the tasks that were given me. Uh, as I said before, there was no handbook for opening a business office. But by the time we finished 15 years of running a business office, nobody could sort of envisage taking on all that Ruth and I were doing. The job was split three ways. I guess it started small. We grew with it. And um, yeah, we had to learn as we went along. Would I do it all over again? Um, it's a very different world now, of course, to what it was in 1968 when I first stepped, stepped out on this wild adventure. But I definitely have no regrets about having done that. That's my story. Yep. Well, thank you, Dad. Uh, it's a rich legacy that, that I've received through all of that over the years. And yeah, you know, I think I've uh, inherited some things from you in that sense. Uh, you say you're not really teachable, but I think you are very uh, good at teaching yourself how to resolve things. And I think some of that's come across uh, my way, uh, just trying to find solutions to problems and things like that. Um, and then, of course, I think we probably both have a similar sense of humor. So thanks for uh, <laughs> your humor uh, growing up. <laughs> it's usually oh, because if you can't, you can't laugh at yourself in a mission situation or in a, right. a sad state because there's right. there's so many things that go wrong, can go wrong. Right. Uh, I was just reading the other day that in, in a space of very short time, well, I was pulled up twice on the side of the road by... Uh, random uh, checks, police, customs, and what have you. And um, both times I was in a difficult spot, but with time and pers uh, perseverance, it was resolved. Uh, as a mission, we didn't give bribes, but at the end of both of them, I gave them some money saying, thank you for your understanding, because they could have actually, uh, one of them, they could have impounded my car and yeah, all sorts of things could have happened. But God's had his hand on us. It's been good. Yeah. No, that's that's wonderful. And uh, yeah, very grateful for, yeah, just your willingness to be my first uh, guinea pig on this podcast. And uh, <laughs> here's hoping it's, uh, yeah, something that people enjoy listening to and uh, hearing a little bit of your story. I know there's many more stories. Uh, I might share your Facebook uh, profile in the in the. <laughs> the notes for the podcast if anyone wants to tag along because it's been fun you know crazy things that happen yes. yeah some of the stories that have come up and you know some of it's just the the personal memories and memoirs of our family but there's a lot of fun mission related things in there too so thank you for the time and i don't know if there's any last words you want to leave with us before we wrap up no but uh hopefully we're coming the other side of the world at the end of this year maybe we'll meet some of you then 
Yep, for sure. I'm looking forward to that. So, Lord willing. All right, Dad. Well, uh, God bless you. And uh, yeah, I know I'm going to try and get mom on the show as well down the road a little bit. She's out of town this week as we're talking, um, but we'll look forward to that. And yeah, thanks again. Thank you.